I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to baptize us with faith to bring increase. I had two things that I wanted to speak to you today about. Actually, it's one and the same. My first title of the, of the message that I was going to bring was, was the ecstasy of intercession or ecstatic intercession. I toned it down to the sound of abundance. Because there's something about the increase of intercession that's going to release the sound of abundance. How many know that we make a sound towards heaven and that, have, that very thing will come to us? But there's a sound that has to come from the church. And so I'm going to talk about a dream that I had on Wednesday. I don't dream often, but I'm going to start beginning to speak the dreams that I have, and I know, they're from, I know this one was from Jesus, because I was just getting used to like, I'm fine, God, I don't, I don't need dreams, until I heard two people that I talked to within two weeks that were like, God gave me this dream, and that dream, and that dream, and God's speaking, and I'm like, you know what, never mind me being happy about, you know, just having dream, you know, like visions and, and stuff from the Lord, I want, Lord, if, if I can be at, like out, and you speak to me, that's way better. How many know that dreams are biblical? Not your pizza dreams, not your soulish dreams, not your demonic dreams. Those aren't biblical. They might be spiritual. But I'm telling you that throughout Genesis, you see that Jacob had a dream. Remember the dream. I'm just going to give you a quick, quick synopsis before I, I tell you the dream. Also, you know, when we, when we see Jacob, Jacob has a dream. He sees a ladder going up and down to heaven. How many know that was just a, a plain old vision? It was a dream. It happened when he was out, when he was down. I mean, no, Joseph had dreams and interpreted dreams. Yeah? Okay, it's, 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 it's on like Donkey Kong with dreams. Like, you should be, like, expecting God to speak to you in dreams and visions and through the still, small voice of God. Okay. How many know if I'm sleeping and I get a dream, it's so much easier for me to like, I get up and boom, I'm loaded. Because I'll tell you, Wednesday I was like, whoa. And so it's easy, you know, it helps me preaching, you know, if it's for everyone and me. And so I just want to share some things. Listen, how many know that jo uh, Joseph, and now we're going to, that gave you a couple in Daniel was, you know, a machine in interpreting dreams. Not only he interpreted dreams, but he told the king the dream and then interpreted it. Come on, you want an interpretation gift, that's the one you want. Amen? It's available, just take, take it out of the air. I'm telling you, if it's available in the book, then you want it. Okay? Joseph had a dream that got him out of trouble so that Jesus wasn't killed. Amen? We can go throughout Scripture. Those are just a few things that give us, like, understanding that dreams are a good thing. Right? 
And I, be, I don't believe that every dream is from the Lord. We can try to interpret every dream, but it may not have super significant um, spiritual meaning. Like we used to go down to, to Salem, Massachusetts during Halloween and, and, and pony up down there and just let people come in. The witches would get mad and the psychics would get upset. And we'd just do free dream interpretation. Come on, how to tick off the spiritual darkness in Salem. There's your first lesson, right? But here's the deal. People would come in with dreams. Sometimes it was the Lord. Sometimes it was definitely the Lord. But other times, come on, you can make, you know, there's, there's ways to interpret dreams through books, through guides, and they're biblical. John Paul used to do a ton of uh, things on dream interpretation. There's other ministries that do the same. But I just want to encourage you, ask the Lord to, to just begin to show up in dreams. Amen? All right, I'm going to share some things. And um, are you ready? I just want, um, I really felt like the Lord was speaking some clarity on some things. So let's go here. No, let's go here. I got notes all over the place today. You should be afraid. But the dream happened on 1122. And um and so the the Lord spoke to me Daniel 222. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what's in the darkness and light dwells with him. So God wants to release secret dreams, secret things, secret thoughts that he has for you. And, and everyone in the room, I want you to just be prepared for what the Lord wants to do at the end. Because I'm going to start with dreams, but we're going to move into a place where I believe that the Lord wants us to land. And um, I had this dream. Uh, actually, the alarm had gone off. It's totally not normal for me to have a dream. I'm usually in a deep sleep in the middle of the night if I get a dream. I should say if I remember the dream. Okay? But the alarm had gone off at like 6, went back to sleep, boom, I went into a dream. And the dream went like this. I had John Paul Jackson's assistant. Now I'll just give you background. We have pretty much decent history with John Paul Jackson. We helped and we were instrumental in, in helping plant a couple churches, uh, one especially in the North Shore. And, um, and he is the one that's giving the key from Bob Jones to Aaron to us, that key that's on that shelf there. And so that's the key to New England. It's a spiritual key to New England. And I turned it up the other way. It was always the uh, pointing down, but I believe God's going to open the heavens through that key in a new dimension, in a new way. For everyone, not just this place, but he'll open a whole new dimension of heaven for the entire region if we choose to, like, step in under it. Amen? So here's the dream. The dream went like this. His assistant had called me. John Paul Jackson's assistant had called me and invited me to meet with John Paul. I agreed. I showed up and um, went to this open field, met with them. As I began to um, to talk with John Paul, and it was just casual talk, there was nothing about the conversation that I remembered. Then I went, we went into this big. We look, I looked down and I see this massive tent. 
and it's a banquet tent. And we went in and sat down and ate. We went to the table. Amen. And during that time at the table, I noticed this. Well, when I first met John Paul Jackson, he was all he had black hair. He was he was young. By the time we got to the tent, his hair was graying. As I sat at the table, his hair was changing, right? And I noticed that his attendant, his assistant, kept helping me more than he was helping John Paul. He was tending to me, feeding me, bringing me things, and not John Paul. And I was thinking, what is going on? Why is he doing this? And at that point, I'm talking with John Paul, just casual conversation, and I see Charlie Shamp coming from my right side. I get up, greet Charlie, talk, just catch up. I call it catch-up talk. That's all it was. It was a quick conversation. Then I go back to sit down with John Paul. John Paul's hair is almost white now. And again, the attendants tending to me, tending me, tending to me, tending to me. And I look past John Paul, and I see Charlie dragging a banquet table. It all had leftovers on it. He's dragging it adamantly, like forcefully. And he pulls it, and he's pulling it, and then he kicks the legs out from it on purpose to knock it flat to the ground. I turn back, and I see John Paul behind me now, and he's shining a Harley-Davidson street glide, bright orange. As he's, as he's rubbing this thing, it's a Harley-Davidson street guy. I looked it up because I'm like, what is that motorcycle? I've seen it before. Maybe that's prophetic. Anyway, after the house. <laughs> he's cleaning this thing up, and it is glowing bright orange, fiery red orange. And he looks at me. He says, I'm going to Target. I'll talk to you later. End of dream. I wake up and I'm hearing, I hear phrases sometimes when I'm waking up, and especially after this. I said, what I heard was, now we're not going to be a distraction. What I heard was the sound of the abundance of rain. Happened to be Wednesday morning, and when I woke up, it was pouring. End of dream. How many know I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull some things apart and then I'm gonna preach? This is all introduction. <laughs> okay? You alright? Here's the deal: dreams are parabolic, most of them. Sometimes I've had dreams that are just I'm in an encounter with the Lord. And listen, I've probably had about five, maybe six dreams in my whole entire life, spiritual life, that I've understood to be from the Lord. Other ones have been pizza dreams or soulish dreams that I know are not from the Lord. Okay? But I believe this, that, and, and, and there's other things that even before this, I don't have time to get into, but there's something up. 
I had no thoughts of John Paul. Of course, Charlie was just here, but I have not thought, you know, I mean, I walk by the picture, I guess, every day probably. But I don't think of, like, John Paul on a regular basis. And so God wants us to step into some mystery, and he wants to unlock a few things for us. But I, I just feel like there was a few things that the Lord was saying. There's, there's two known prophets, one from an older generation passed by, the other one from obviously he's a peer with me. But I realize this, that God is showing something in the maturation process of a prophetic ministry. Okay? Because John Paul was dark. Never mind, just throw away anything you think about John Paul Jackson that might be negative or positive. Okay? John Paul was a, 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 a mystical prophet, so was Charlie a mystical prophet. They're both mystical prophets. And the Lord is wanting to speak to us in a mystical way in this hour. Guess what? He is wanting to reveal mysteries in your life. And the only way to unlock some of the things that are going on in your family is through the mysteries of heaven. I want us to remove every thought of how we've known how to pray before. I believe this is what the Lord wants me to, to, to release tonight. And I'll get to scripture and make it legal so you not think, don't think I'm, I'm just preaching about a dream. As a matter of fact, just to make you not nervous, go to 1 Kings 18. And don't worry about it, just listen to me for now. But the open field and the large tent means what God's about to do, he cannot contain. No building will contain. No place will contain. It's open, it's wide, and it's free. And it's a banquet. And God's inviting us in. He's inviting me in. You're coming with me. Okay? How many know that God, listen, the Lord, and this whole thing with Charlie kicking the table. Let me just stop there. Because the, real, the realization is we are settling for the scraps on the table, on the banquet table. And we've been settling for scraps for a long time. But I'm telling you, God is raising up a generation that's going to eat directly from the, from the, the delicacies and the, the eloquent things that God has in this hour. And he does not want you eating from the scraps of the master's table. I know there's scriptures that we can say, oh, I'll take whatever I want, I'll take the crumbs. No, no. God in this time, in this time right now, you've got to get an Issachar anointing on your life and understand that he is releasing something for you right now that is so pure, so heavenly, so divine, it is time to step in and under that thing and begin to eat from the right table. And no longer we settle for scraps. You are not a second-hand believer that gets the secondhand things from God. God wants to give you the fullness of everything that he has in this hour. It, it, and I'm telling you, it's with the divine love. But there was this violence that Charlie had on him about ripping that table down and collapsing it. So no one could, only the dogs can eat off of it. And so, I believe personally... That the attendant was an angel. I don't think it was just the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit was throughout the whole dream. 
But I believe that God is releasing angelic help that past generations have had that they don't need it anymore and he's reassigning them. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to step into a dimension of prayer because all these things that I'm talking about, you will not find the banquet table. You will not find the place where the angelic realm moves. You will not find these places. You will not step into these places until you step into the place of intercession. And I'm saying fiery intercession. Because that last thing with John Paul and the motorcycle is two things, I believe. One, it was the prophetic ministry. It's everyone's, it's your job to, to navigate your own prophetic ministry. Hello. God wants to speak to you. And how does that happen? Two things. Prophetic and he wants intercession. No one can take you to, into prayer other than you. There are times when we come together, obviously we have the awakened house of prayer and we will build a house of prayer as, we, as, as I believe that the Lord wants us to do in this hour. But I'm telling you that the Lord is wanting us to show up and be a prepared to receive the things that he has through the place of prayer. And even the, the motorcycle is a, is a vehicle that only one person, I know you can put two on there, technically, but it is a single person ministry. And that is prayer. I know, again... I know we can operate and function in corporate prayer, but prayer starts with you. Listen, I don't care if everyone engages in one meeting, in a corporate meeting, and they get on their motorcycle and fly and go into heavenly places and burn in prayer. I'm saying per orange is the prayer burn. It's speaking about perseverance. It's speaking about, you know, contending, but it's, it's literally talking about fiery hot prayer. And target speaks of what? That, that very thing, hitting the mark. The literal word for paga, which is intercession, means hit the mark, strike the mark. And so here's what the Lord is saying. I'm, I promise you, I wish this could happen every week. Because it just doesn't, let it be. It doesn't have to happen through a word. Or it doesn't have to happen through a dream. But he gave me the Bible to help me. Are you hearing me? So he does want to reveal secret things, Daniel 2.22. He, he wants you to go into the dark places. He wants you to go into the, the places where you think you can't see, but he's going to bring you into a vision. And I'm telling you that God, this, in this hour, in this time, in this paga time, in this strategic time, where we hit the mark, where you begin to strike things and begins to break things off of people, And I'm telling you, there's so much that God wants to do in this hour. Oh, great. Okay. We'll go to something else. Let's just go there. Where am I? You're in 18? All right. I just want to look at Elijah, and I want to look at some of the things because this gives us this gives us an understanding only because this last phrase that I that I heard before I woke up God wants us to have heavy rain I better stop saying that Bruce got me on that he used to stop talking about rain 
Every time you talk about rain, it starts raining. Well, let it not snow, please. Listen, the Lord is wanting the church to come under this place of heavy rain. He wants us to be saturated. He wants to cover you. He wants, to, he wants an outpouring to be poured out in this hour. And I just want you to see this. There's, there's things throughout this. Well, I'm going to just back up. You don't have to follow me, but just write some, some things down. It's crazy because you have this situation in 17 where all of a sudden Elisha the prophet is on the scene. There's no history. It's just boom. There's this crazy prophet. He's wild. I promise you he's wild. Because John the Baptist came in the same manner as Elijah the prophet. Come on. Furry, you know, scratchy things to aggravate him. And it says this, it says this, that in verse 17, verse 1, it says, As the Lord lives, he's speaking right now to Ahab. And I just want you to see that there has been idolatry set up. We've been through this when, when John and Jolene were here. This so lines up with everything that God is speaking right now. It says, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand. Just keep that in mind. It's not the God who he falls before. It's the God who he stands in the presence of. He says, there shall not be any doer reign these years except by my word. Amen? And it was true. For three years, the skies were shut up. Imagine three years over America with no rain. <laughs> we're just coming out of it. There's been three years with no rain. Ah, it's been dry. And the spiritual atmosphere is heavy. And there is an oppressive king that releases things over a nation. That causes the spirit of Jezebel to be released. And we break the power of the spirit of Jezebel by rising up with a prophetic voice and beginning to speak with a prophetic utterance. And it comes from the place of prayer. It comes from the place of intercession. And I just want you to see these this key things. It says, the word of the Lord came to him saying, and he directs him. And it says that I've commanded you to go to ravens where the ravens will feed you. I'm just going to hit some things quickly. And he did what, was a court, what the Lord did, what, what the Lord said to him, right? He followed and obeyed what God said. And the Lord is looking for an obedient people that will walk according to what God says. Not what we think, not what we think we hear, not what we're hearing from other prophets. He wants to speak what he's speaking to you and directly to a body and to a region. And so we find out that the ravens come and feed him. We find out that there's angels that make cakes for him. We find out these things. And then he says, and, and the Lord commanded him, go and a widow will provide for you. So he goes from this place of declaring a drought and walking in provision. Listen to me. Some of us seem to be asleep looking and waiting for God to, to do something, and God's saying, come to me. Look to me. Pray. Ask. Knock. Seek. And when he speaks, are we doing what the Lord says? 
Are we, are we stepping into what he says? Oh, keep going. The word of the Lord came to him. He's, he said, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. And so we see this whole thing. The provision comes. He raises the dead. And now, verse, at chapter 18, it said, the word of the Lord came to Elijah and it said, he said, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain in the earth. Verse 1. And we have this story. We have Mount Carmel. We have all this stuff. But Ahab was the one that began to raise up idols in his father's house and curse the land. I'm telling you, rain is coming. I'm telling you, we're postured for rain to come. And then we have this thing, how long will you falter between two opinions? And this goes on in church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time people gather in the house of God. People's minds, they go between two opinions. Do I believe God or do I believe what Baal is saying? Oh. Do I believe God or do I believe what Asher is saying? Do we realize that Baal was the god of storms? He was the one that was supposedly sending rain to the earth. That's why they'd sacrifice to Molech. And they'd make high places and build altars into the sky. You all right? It's all got to do with the dream. Because God is raising up a prophetic generation. God's raising up a people that will not falter between two, two opinions. That will not falter between two opinions and shall see the God who answers by fire come and release an answer. Oh, I said, God is going to release an answer with fire. He is going to release an answer for your life. He's going to release an answer for your family by fire. It doesn't matter how wet, doesn't matter how drip, drip drizzly the sacrifice looks, doesn't matter how soaked it is, and it doesn't matter if it looks the opposite of what we're believing for. It means this, that when God says something, he will do it. But we have to be those that press in in prayer. I'm going to show you that right now because then we go fast forward. We get past all this. The prophets of Baal, they have literally lancing themselves, cutting their own blood, using blood to make sacrifices when we have one who made the one and only sacrifice that made the way for every one of us so that when you go to the throne of grace, the blood has already been applied. The blood has already made a way for you to come in and break through and, and God will move everything on heaven and in earth. And we have to be determined that prayer, that intercession, and I, I wish I could erase. I wish I could take that, that men in black thing and just boot, erase everything that you think about prayer. Because the church has made prayer boring. The church has made prayer about something we do rather than the one who we come to. 
Rather than a, a, a union with God, we try to do our works and make ourselves feel good by our actions, but God is trying to break down and break through all that stuff so that we walk with the spirit of liberty and free because he's already done the work. And so there's nothing that you have to break in and through. Mm. He's done it all. The problem is we come in, that's where we go back to that, 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 that verse that says, how long will you falter between two opinions? How long? And God is going to do this. Watch. I promise you, rain. I'm telling you, rain is coming to your family. I'm telling you, rain is coming to the earth. I'm telling you, rain is coming to the region. The rain is coming to, the, to, the, to America. The rain is coming to the earth. I don't care what demonic principalities. I don't care what Asher poles have been put up in America. I don't care what altars of Baal have been put up in America. It's all getting taken down by the people of God and those who follow after the kingdom. So you get Elijah, man, he's been through it already, right? He's in a desert place. He gets fed by ravens. He gets provided for by a widow who's got nothing else. But, you know, he, he goes in and all of a sudden everything shifts for that one lady. Come on, the prophet went in the house and everything shifted. And I said quantum leap before. God wants to bring us into a quantum leap. He wants to shift. What does that mean? That means that all of a sudden, it's Adam's, it speaks of actually Adam's changing form and becoming more, having more ability to receive more energy and more power. But you can't see it happen. It just happens spontaneously. Because something happens in the dark place, not in the bright place, in the, not in the middle of the light. It happens in the dark place. Oh, someone. God wants to release a quantum jump in your prayer life. Today, today, to release an abundance on your life. And it's not about money or any other thing. It's a, the abundance of the Holy Spirit in just inside of you, igniting you and beginning to saturate you because there is a fire that's going to be released for the people of God as we press into it. So it says this, that, you know, it says, Elijah did everything that the Lord had said. So important. I mean, I know, I'm all over the place, but I just, I couldn't go verse by verse. I had to just skim through. So here we go. Ready? It's verse 37, 36, end of 36. He said, I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are God. And that you have turned their hearts back to you again. God is about to release a movement of signs and wonders. Listen, there are people that are functioning in demonic powers that are walking in signs and wonders. And God is wanting to raise up a kingdom people that are walking in signs and wonders to be released on the earth. Not to edify themselves, not to show them, not to be the thing. It's about Jesus being the thing. 
It's about Jesus being the one. It's about Jesus being the fire that burns. It was Wesley that said, if you just light yourself on fire, come on, if, if, they'll just come and watch you burn. Like God wants to light the church on fire. You are called to be a city on a hill burning. Ignited. You are the light of the world. Jesus was the light. He came in John chapter 1 as the light. But he says this, you are the light of the world. Are you lit? So this is crazy. So the fire of God falls, consumes the burnt offering. We see all this happen. This is so powerful. But we are coming to a day where the prophets of Baal will be shown up by the Lord our God. We are coming to that hour where God is going to shift everything. I'm not talking about a political person. I'm talking about the people of God rising up in the power of God, moving in, in power. And people in this room are probably like, I can't even get through my day sometimes. No, God is going to change things. God is going to break things and remove things. And the fire will come to consume everything that's kept it from implanting itself inside of you. Everyone say fire. fire. Yeah, fuego. So here's the deal. The drought ends, verse 41, and Elijah goes to Ahab. And Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. For there is a sound, there is the sound of the abundance of rain. And I want, to, I want you to see the two postures. I know he told him because he knew what he was going to do. Can I tell you, sometimes Elijah, we see him, he's inquiring of the Lord, and he's hearing the voice of the Lord, but sometimes he's just moving in the presence of God. This is Jesus. It's a type of Jesus. You get to see Jesus do the same thing, right? Sometimes he's up on the mountain. He's praying to the Father. But sometimes he's just functioning as, as God on the earth. And the Lord is calling the church to just function as God on the earth. It's through a deep place of prayer. We cannot be prayerless. We cannot be unsaturated. Prayer should bring the presence and the reign of God. It should bring the heavy reign of God on your life. And if it's not, you have to reevaluate what prayer looks like for you. I'm, I'm not mixing words today, okay? This is true. We can do ministry till we pass out on the ground. But if I am not filled with the presence and power of God, I'm missing it. We can build a big edifice and all that stuff and God may never show up or he might trickle in. I'm looking for the God who answers by fire. I promise you that and you should be too. I'm encouraging you today to look for the God who answers by fire. So what does this whole dream mean? The dream is speaking of a prophetic unction coming upon a people to do something. To move, to no longer just sit and wait. Elijah was just crazy. 
Like he was doing the faith thing. Who's going to soak? Listen, first of all, where do you get all the water that you don't have to, sacrifice, to just cover the, cover the, the logs and the, the, the offering and all that stuff? Where is it coming from? Keep pouring it, guys. Where do we get it? I don't know. It's probably like Jesus. Just, instead of water turning to wine, he's just touching the pots and they turn into water. I don't know. But the Lord is about to release that. And so Elijah went to the top of Carmel. I want you to see the two postures. Because Ahab's up there eating. Oh, come on, I'm going to get you right now. He's up there eating and drinking. Eating and drinking. He's feeding his flesh. He's feeding his flesh. And we have Elijah, who's now like this. He's bowed down, giving birth in the spirit. He is, it says this, that Elijah went to the top of Carmel. So he left Ahab, wherever he was. That was lower. And then he went up. And it says, he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go look and see. He says, there's nothing. He did it seven times. How many times are you supposed to forgive someone? Seven times 70. How many times are you supposed to pray? Seven times 70. That's an infinite number. He says, go up seven times. He said, go again. And then it came to pass at the seventh time. And he said, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up to Ahab and tell him, get ready. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds. What did I tell you about quantum leap? Something's about to happen when it gets dark. God leaps you into another state, into another dimension, into a new place when you look at the darkness and just go through it. It says this, that he came back, the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was heavy rain. And so Ahab rode and went away to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord, just stop there, the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, came upon Elijah. Go with me to Ezekiel 37. We have this Old Testament thing about the hand of the Lord coming on prophets. I'm telling you, in this room, the hand of the Lord is already on you. The hand of the Lord is already on you. And because of the promise of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16, he's not only on you, he's in you. 
And if we think about what the Holy Spirit provides for us in prayer, the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace. I'll stop at patience because we're not patient. The church is not patient. Are you there? Holy Spirit came to give you patience to persevere. No matter what you feel, no matter what you see with your natural eye, I don't want to see things by my natural eye, but sometimes my eyes fool me. And there's a divine jump that God wants to bring you into today. And it says this in verse 1. I'm just going to hit the first six verses, I think. But it says that the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out of, in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. And then he caused me to pass them, pass by them all around and behold... There were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. How many of you have ever seen stuff that looks dry? I, I look at New England now, and I look at it's not dry. I don't think it's dry. I think it's saturated. I think it's looking like Elijah's offering. I think it's looking like something's being poured on it, and we're just waiting for the God of, of, of Israel to come and re just reveal himself by fire. And I'm telling you, if you're looking at it as everything's dry, God's going to cause you to do something else right here. He caused me to pass by all around them, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh God, you know, good answer. And, he said, and, and again he said to me, Ready? He repeats this statement. He said to me, he said to me, he said to me, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will put sinew on you and be... And on you and bring flesh upon you to cover you with skin and to put breath in you and you shall live and then you shall know that I am Lord. It's the same thing that Elijah said. They'll know I'm God because I'm going to blow that place up. And you have Ezekiel here who's brought by the hand of the Lord into a valley and into a vision. And I'm telling you, God wants to bring you up out of your situation into a vision and begin to show you the dry bones and all the things and all the circumstances, but you have to assess by the Spirit of God what's happening. You can't assess by your eyes. The only way you can assess something is by your prophetic eye. So the hand of the Lord is speaking about his tangible presence on your life. Right? It will translate you. I get people that stumble over that word, translation. Listen, God wants to take you from one place and bring you to another. Whether it's in the physical or in the supernatural, I don't know. Paul said the same thing. I don't know if by the spirit I was there or I wasn't there. All I know is this, is that something happened that day. 
And God is wanting to bring you out of a place where you do not believe what God is about to do. But he wants to posture you so you can see and know that God's going to do the thing he said he was going to do. He wants to translate you. What does that mean? He wants to bring you from one dimension to another dimension. What's a dimension? I don't really know. It's one place to another place by the Spirit that I can't really articulate or understand. But I know God knows. And it's that quantum leap thing again. He wants to bring you. You can't see it happen. You can't even feel it happen. It just happens. That's what's going to happen to you today. Because the Lord wants to do something for this place tonight to ignite something going into December and going into 2024 that is no longer, we're not going to sit and wait for something to happen. You're going to hear the word of the Lord. You're going to respond to God's voice and you're going to break in and break through. So the spirit of the Lord will bring you someplace. I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord will bring you someplace. I don't trip over that. This is a supernatural book, and God loves me so much that he's going to bring me to the place that I need to be. However he has to do it, he's going to do it. And he's going to baptize me in a fresh new anointing. And he's going to give me divine intelligence in a new season. And he will position, ready? The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out. He brought me out. That means the Lord positions me. Right, it says, and then he set. So you, you got to look at the verbs, what God's doing by the Spirit. He brought me out. He set me down. And he caused me to pass by around them. Oh, there's probably three dimensions right there that we, I can't even go into. But it says this, that the Spirit of the Lord, I believe this, the Lord will position you to see what God wants you to see. Put your hands up if you're ready to be positioned. You're saying yes to God. I want to be positioned to see what you want me to see so that I can respond to what you show me. That's what he wants. That's what he wants for you. And the Bible says this, it, 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 the Spirit of the Lord will cause you. He'll pull you along. He'll move you through. He'll do whatever he has to do to get you to the place that he needs to bring you and to do the things that he needs to do in the people all around you. So you have to ask, God, I want to see what the Spirit wants me to see. I don't want to see what my soul wants me to see. I want you to show me what the Spirit wants me to see. And God is releasing divine intelligence upon this place. And then we have this phenomenon that happens with Ezekiel. Where he begins to creatively, just as the Lord God did in the garden... Begin to speak and prophesy. 
And the Lord doesn't have the spirit of prophecy. He is prophecy. But he gave Ezekiel the spirit of prophecy so that what would happen? So that he would speak. And he would change everything. God wants to use your voice in the earth. He doesn't bring you to a place of prayer. He, doesn't, he never introduced himself to you so that you weren't a, a, a vessel that could create. Or I should say that would not create. He came to you, the creative power of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy One who lives inside of you, is inside of you to use you as a creative being. So that when you pray and when you proclaim something, all of a sudden it begins to form. The Bible says in Genesis that when the earth was was formless and void, God spoke into the chaos and began to form and create and design and begin to establish. And then he said he created Adam in his image and in his likeness. You creatively speak and shift conditions. Stand. I just want to speak into some things as we're getting ready. Because God's about to do something powerful in your life today. And we'll just hold the, the prayer teams at bay today. Okay? I just want, I feel like the Lord wants to release impartation. And he wants to set some things in, in, in perfect order in your life. Ezekiel was responsible for calling forth a dead, dry army. But he had to hear the voice of the Lord. Many of you today need, you need it. And you should grab it. You need a quantum jump. And God has already actually... Some of you don't even realize the quantum jump that he's already brought you to, but he wants to do another thing today. That he wants to bring you out of one place and move you into the next. And it's a place where intercession is shifted in your life. I've been after this, like, in the last couple weeks, and I'm probably not going to give it any rest because I feel like God said just keep striking the ground. And so there's a voice inside of you, and it's the Holy Spirit's voice. And God wants to shift something in your life. And he wants you to make a jump. He wants you to make a jolt to the next place. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to come to the front if you God if you like God, I need this in my life. I desire this in my life. I want you to come and just do, just respond to the Lord, and let's just see what happens.
But I'm telling you to come with faith, with the eyes of Ezekiel, with his eyes, with the eyes of the Lord that respond to the voice of the Lord. I want you to raise your hands up into the cloud, (laughs) up into the cloud of God, because God wants to do it in you. There's a desire that has to be within us, though. If we're resisting it, I promise you, you won't do it. If I'm against it, if if my will is like against what the Lord wants to do. So, Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Thank you, Father, for jolting us, for moving us, for leaping us into this next place. I thank you for your life inside of every person in this room. And we thank you for all that you've deposited in each person. Lord, reveal yourself, Father, right now. Open up the heavens. Bring us up and bring us in and set us in the places of the Spirit that you desire for us, God. Set us in places, in heavenly places. And Lord, I pray that the Spirit of prayer spirit of prayer would come like fire tonight. Like a consuming fire tonight. It's the key to evangelism. (laughs) It's the key to my, you opening the word for me. It's the key for bringing me into a whole new place of freedom. It's the key for healing. It's the key. Jesus, you, Jesus, you are the one that's right there in the place of the throne. Holy Spirit, come. Invade me in this place. Take me up, God, in this place. Shift things in my perspective. I pray, God, right now, all over the room, that you break any religious place of prayer. That Holy Spirit, you move us out of that place of religion and into the Holy Spirit. That Lord, we move by the Spirit, we walk by the Spirit, we see by the Spirit. God, we understand by the Spirit. We have strength and might in the Spirit. We have overcoming power by the Spirit of God. And I thank you, Father, for the unction of your presence. I thank you that everything, everything must come into the subjection of Christ right now. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ.